0: You heard, don't care what you heard. I'm taking it all cause I
1: the world. the world. the world. Alright, what's going on everybody? Today we have a great guest. He's a really motivational person. He is a guy you want to listen to if you want to take your life and your leadership skills to the next level.
0: Would you like to introduce yourself and what you do? Hello, Kai. Thanks for having me on the show. My name is Orson Wells. I am a leader and life coach advisor. I help leaders really become exceptional in life and leadership. That's kind of really the, the the big part of what I do, working with individuals, organizations to help leaders impact the teams and the ultimately the organizations that they work for and accomplish their their goals. And one of the things I find I re- I really help leaders do is not only be exceptional in their role as a leader but also be exceptional in life as well because you know you can only be as good as you are you know so so those two things coming together is what i really help leaders do awesome and so let's let's go by definition what is a leader to you and what is a leader's job well, that's a that's a really great question and you know, I have a few things when I think about leadership that I am that I'm personally influenced by. One of them is John Maxwell said that leadership is influence. You know, and he said I think the quote the actual quote goes that leadership is influence nothing more, nothing more, nothing less. And I truly believe in that as far as, you know, that is what leaders do. They influence people. But I also believe that leaders You know it goes i think it goes another step beyond that because one of the other things that i really think that leaders do is inspire others to want to struggle sometimes in 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 leadership towards some type of goal where they see themselves Mm. prospering because of the fulfillment of that goal whether it's in an organization whether it's socially you know leaders impact the lives of other people and I think it's so, and that's why I'm, I'm so focused on leadership is that, you know, because when leaders can make an impact in the lives of the people that they lead, they, it's exponential because then those people are attached to other people, whether it's their family or other people that are friends, their whole circle. And so it's kind of this exponential uh, effect. So leaders influence people to kind of sometimes even struggle to accomplish really strong goals. So, you talk about being
1: a leader, uh, I believe to be a good leader, you must first lead yourself and earn respect to people. Uh, a lot of managers, business owners, even parents, because obviously parents are definitely leaders as well.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: they want to use their, their title and demand respect it's It's leading with ego instead of uh, instead of heart and example. yeah, what other components are key to being a great leader leader, whether that's just leading your own life better or leading your children or leading a massive company what? Is it those great components that make you
0: a great leader? That, that, you know, when you think about components that make you a great leader, one of the things that I first think of is exactly what you said, is leading yourself first. Because leaders set the example for other people. And that's one of the things, when, I, when I'm coaching an individual, when I'm working with them, that's one of the first things that I look at because oftentimes someone will come to me and we'll have a conversation about what what are your needs? We'll have, you know, kind of do this whole intake conversation and they'll say, well, this is the problems I'm having with my team. This is what's going on in my organization and and all of that. But one of the things where it gets really down to is, is that leader self-aware of how they're impacting the environment that they're in? Because believe it or not, when you have an organization and you have someone at the head of that organization even as adults as you know grown educated experienced adults we still play follow the leader what the leader does becomes a acceptable behavior and we follow that example and so when you talk about if i was going to like narrow it down is that that leader is being able to first of all have self awareness and you know going back to the point that you made is being able to lead themselves first. And what that means is being able to set the example, set the tone for the environment that they want within the group of people that they're leading because that's so important. And then there's other things like emotional intelligence, there's, you know, being able to communicate a strong message, you know, being able to relate to other people. Also those things come in. And one thing that I'll notice that you'll notice about leadership it's not so much that you're the technical expert as much as you're the people expert. And I think that's a really key thing with leadership, that it's that it's more about how you're impacting the lives of people. I think that's a really powerful one alone, because obviously we know
1: a lot of people that they work in their jobs and they really don't like their managers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because obviously, like some of those managers they don't take the time to get to know their employees, get to know like, OK, what is your strengths? Let me help find it out. Let me help amplify that strength. What do, what are you weak at? Let me help you with that. What, do you, what else do you need help on? Where yeah, else can exactly. I put you in this position? Yeah. So even more so than knowing what are key components to being a good leader and leading yourself, I believe everyone also should know what pitfalls to watch out for. For example, like too much ego or becoming arrogant or thinking you're always right. Uh, what are some common problems, mistakes, and pitfalls of leading yourself and becoming a great leader? Like what are those things a leader should watch out for from when they first start or even before they start? to you know during their on their journey to becoming a great leader.
0: Yeah. That's a that's a great question. And even connecting back to what you said, you know, kind of leading up to the question, is the the big thing that I didn't kind of emphasize there is empathy. It's having empathy for Mm. the people that that work for you, understanding what it's like to walk in their shoes. You know, so if you're leading a group of people, I know we talked a little bit before the show started and, you know, all in in, in kind of your environment where you have a lot of things going on, you're in Las Vegas, and there's a lot of moving parts to an event to to something happening. What does it really take for those people that are following you that you're giving instruction to, you're providing vision to to accomplish those things? How difficult is it? Are you in touch with that in in a way where you can empathize with the challenges they may have in doing it. So that's a really big component of leadership is having empathy, being able to show empathy and also, you know, communicate that empathy, show the people that that you care and that leads into actually one of the problems or pitfalls, you know, especially people that, you know, you get into a leadership role and a lot of times where you think of it, you know, a leadership role, let's say within an organization or company, it's more money it's more uh prestige you get recognized in those kinds of things and what sometimes leaders fall into is forgetting why they got into that role in the first place why did they why did you say yes to getting into a leadership role why did you say that you know hey that's something that I want to do that's something that I want to be be in, involved in because if it is just you know if it is just about money and prestige and, and all of those things you lose sight of the fact that one of the basics or responsibilities of, of leaders is that you're interacting with people and i find a lot of times that sometimes we get so i think we could be mission focused and people focused simultaneously but sometimes leaders get into that that phase where they are maybe a little bit you know not focused on the people actually doing the work sometimes and what it takes and the challenges they have. And that's why it's important for leaders to be able to connect with the people that they lead. It reminds me of that one quote. Uh, I, I forgot who said it.
1: Uh, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: So how important is it to determine what type of leader you want to be before you start trying to become one? Like, Did you do that yourself or or what, what is what was your process of becoming who you are now? When you first started before you had uh you know any experience with
0: leadership or anything like that yeah so that that is a really great question because I think that is whether you've been leading for years or you've been leading for a, a short amount of time knowing what type of leader you want to be is key and it goes back to your the question before this you know kind of what what are the pitfalls is You got to realize that you're making an impact in the lives of people you are impacting you know we all maybe grew up in an environment where people complained about their boss people complained about those things it really impacts your life and if you sometimes you don't value good leaders until you've worked for a bad leader and (laughs) and and we've all probably had you know experiences like that and one of the things that that i think is is very important for leaders to understand is their own set of values and their own set of you know what do i want to be in a as as a leader and i'll go back to you know again like when i work with leaders that's one of the things i really focus on is helping leaders find their voice in other words who do they want to be as a leader, and it's this not not to sound this not i don 't make this sound morbid, but how do you want to be remembered as a leader? you know mm-hmm. what do you want people to say about you when they're maybe no longer working for you, no longer working in your organization or or with you what do you want what what do you want them to say about you well how do how do you want people to interact with you what do you want to be remembered as as a leader someone that helped other people grow and and do things or one that was you know all the the negative things and so i think it's essential for leaders to do that and for me it it kind of happened over time um of course i've had some different leadership roles over my career and one of the things that was always important to me was that i was an example to the people that i led that i was, you know, working with them in a way that helped them succeed, that I was positioning them for success, because that's what what my values are. And the more a leader can get in touch with what their values are, it's going to then help their behaviors follow. If you follow your values, you'll figure out what behaviors you need to do. And having a good coach is always a good thing. (laughs) Right, right. And that,
1: that alone, obviously, that's a powerful question. What type of leader do I want to be? And what do I want to be remembered for? Mm-hmm. Those two alone. And also leading by example, because I feel like a lot of people who are in those positions of power, they're not leading by example. You know, obviously, we can all think of the boss that we've worked for and probably in several different jobs that it was just more of a uh, do as I say, not say as I do type. Right. Way. And so I feel like that element alone is missing in a lot of uh, people in people powers you know leadership positions um mm-hmm. but something you you had said before You said um you brought up john maxwell yeah so in john in john maxwell's book the 21 irrefutable laws of leadership yeah he starts with uh number one the law of the lid mm-hmm. and this is massively important the leader in a relationship of a classroom a business a family uh, everything obviously rises and falls with the leader so with that being said to be a great leader, I believe you always have to be constantly developing yourself. Mm-hmm. What are some ways people can keep developing developing themselves as a leader or in their own personal lives or whatever it is in business or at their job or anything like that? yeah, what are what are some great ways to develop yourself?
0: Well, one of the the things, and this is I, I forgot who originally said it said this, but it's it's one thing that's very common, if you will, in leadership development or training that people say is that leaders are readers. I, I think um, people that, that the the more that you read, the more you learn and, and grow, but also I, I think it's kind of the, even just the whole overall attitude of, of a leader saying that, you know, I haven't learned it all just because I may be the boss. I may be the, the, the CEO of the organization. I'm at the top of the, the food chain. Doesn't mean that I know everything about leadership. And I really saw this modeled and even in some of the organizations that I, that I've that I've worked in where leadership programs, that leader was sitting right at the table in, in, the, in the key leadership program that we ran. He, he was right in, at the table learning with, with the rest of his leadership team saying, we wanna learn some of these skills and these things to be a, a leader. So I think that's one of the biggest things is just have that mindset of being able to learn because if you, if you ever feel like you know it all, that's when you really start failing. You're 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 gonna fail more because you feel like you know it all. And then also a leader, one of the things a leader doesn't have to know everything. So he learns from the people around him. You know, I always think that leaders should hire even and surround themselves with, with people that are more, bigger experts in certain areas that they're not. You know, it, you know, if I was hiring someone with more technical ability than than I have. I'm gonna defer and learn from them, and that's gonna make me a better leader. So the the ability to learn, so things that's more practical like um, uh, reading, you know, going to different training courses, you know, there's no lack of information in the society that we live in. But then also, one of the things, and I don't, I don't want to make it feel like I'm like self-promoting here, <laughs> but um, it, one of the things is, it, I mean, it, that I've seen where leaders really make a make a a leap here is having a strong leadership coach, and someone that has, you know, not only just you know kind of went and got a certification, but somebody that, that's kind of walked through a lot of the things that, that leaders go through because it is a it is a struggle you know sometimes to um in the moment be able to navigate the challenges of growth and change and and hardship so imagine being a leader right now um in the time that we're living in in the in the day of covid uh where you're having to make tough decisions about how many staff you keep and how do you keep the business going and how do you do all of these things and Or if your business is going, how do you continue to grow and and prepare for these changes, communicate and and keep your head on straight? So having, you know, oftentimes leaders don't realize how much they may need also need an outlet outside of, you know, just, you know, they can't go vent to their um, people at home, their family members, their spouse, their significant other. All the time and get that really good objective advice. Sometimes you do need a coach. And I think, you know, when leaders take the time for development, they take the time and invest in, in coaching. I think those are the leaders that really excel in life and in leadership. So investing
1: in a coach, uh, admitting when you don't know everything, Absolutely. and having all those other leaders around you to look up to.
0: Yeah, all of those things I think comes in comes into play, and the leaders. I I mean, I've worked in organizations long enough where I've seen I've seen <laughs> I've seen a leader go from you know kind of that you know frontline high high performing contributor all the way up to a director level, and the ones that I've seen being able to do that or the ones that were you know would come in and say you know it, whether it was a one on one they'd be like. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> here's the here's what's going on. I don't know what I'm doing, and I you know these are the thoughts I have. You know these are the thoughts that I have. This is what I'm thinking. And when you have a leader that like like you said, they can admit sometimes I don't know what I'm doing, but I still need to figure it out. So that leader that kind of says I'm going to learn this along the way, but you have that drive to say that I want to learn, I want to grow. I want to sometimes even um, figure it out. I was I was gonna quote this er, early on, and I just kind of I, I flipped through my stuff and I said, oh, here it is, because I wanted to quote it correctly. But one of the books that's really impacted me as far as how I think about leadership is called The Leadership Challenge by and the the authors are Kuz and Posner, two guys that um po- that wrote the book, and they define leadership as as is the art of mobilizing others to want to struggle for shared aspirations. And when you think of that, you think of how do I as a leader put people in a position to want to struggle for this shared aspirations? So I'm mobilizing them to want to struggle, but it's about that shared aspiration. How do I make this big company goal not just about the company, but also about Them as individuals. How do I get them to see themselves in that vision? And I think that's where leaders could, you know, continually develop. And that's something that you continually learn. And like I said, those leaders that I've seen excel throughout their career are ones that say, "I'm going to continually try to keep learning how to do this," and um, and and oftentimes it pays off. Why is it that these people won't? Why some people uh, in
1: Positions of leadership won't admit when they're wrong. Do you think it's fear of losing respect from their, uh, you know, the people under them or the people who are following them? Or what is it what is it exactly that makes someone not want to admit like, hey, you know, maybe I don't know, but maybe I can go find out, from, you know, from I'll find out for you for sure. I won't mm-hmm. let you go without this knowledge that you need.
0: Yeah, I, I think you're, you're 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 absolutely right. I think sometimes it's it's pride you know sometimes leaders don't want to admit that they're wrong or that they don't know and what i've seen is leaders tend to struggle and spin their wheels when that when that happens because as a leader you're not going to have all of the answers what you do have is how do you then begin to find the answers and the the thing is there is oftentimes leaders you're going to find the answers in your team within your team So if I was a leader leading a a group of people and we got to a a point or a challenge that, that I had no idea how to face that, that challenge, but I'm, I have a group of people that are on the front lines of that challenge, who probably has the best set of ideas, the team, Mm -hmm. (laughs) the people that are facing that challenge. And if a leader, you know, feels that sense of pride that they can't do that. That's definitely a challenge for them, but where they can find success, where they can find you know, how some ideas on how to face this challenge, on what do we do, are the people that are doing the work, the people that are on the front lines of facing those challenges every single day. And so, yeah, that's a, definitely a big pitfall for leaders when they don't realize that that they have that resource actually right in front of them. You know, it's really weird because if I've seen, I've seen very few leaders actually do that.
1: Mm -hmm. But when I have seen them do that, admit, hey, I don't know right now, but I'll find out for you. Just give me a few, you know, I'll let you know by this date. I actually respect them more because I'm, because I, you know, obviously I can relate to them more. I can be like, oh, well, he doesn't know, but he's actually willing to take the time to do it for me. And he's willing to be strong enough to admit that he doesn't know. Mm-hmm. So I actually re- respect them more and want to follow them more because, you know, especially if they come through being like, here's the information you need that I promised you by this date. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, you, you just showed me so much, you know, leadership right there. And that you made me want to follow you even more and listen to you. So it's kind of ironic that people don't, you know, some people in those positions don't do that because I believe it actually leads to increased respect and following.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, but I wanted to, no, go ahead. I'll go, no, I was going to say, it goes back to what you, the question you asked earlier, and you're asking really good questions, by the way, is what kind of leader do you want to be? You know, do I want to be a leader where everything just is on my shoulders? Or is this, you know, going back to that quote, the, the quote that uh, from um, the Leadership Challenge book, is that it's shared aspirations. So we're sharing this victory. We're sharing uh, this goal. And the, mo- the, more su- the most successful leaders are the ones that can help kind of motivate and bring people along with them rather than they stand up there and say, I did it. It's more so that that we did it. So I wanted to get your perspective on this. Okay. I call it start- starting
1: from zero. So I believe one pitfall of leaders or influencers is thinking that because they're in position, um, in the position that they are, how many people know them or follow them, how popular they are, this automatically entitles them to respect sometimes. Mm-hmm. I believe respect respect is earned starting from zero, one person at a time. So, for example, it doesn't matter how uh, how many people know you, how many millions of followers you have on you know Facebook or Instagram or whatever it is. Like The second you come in contact with somebody who hasn't met you yet, you're starting from zero with that person, meaning you still have to build it up. You can't expect some of your previous accomplishments or whatever it is. If this person doesn't know you, or even if they do know you, what happens if you come at them with the wrong type of attitude or whatever it is? Automatically, all of that leadership and all that respect, you know, you just lost it in mm-hmm. you know, from the beginning. So, I believe with each person, you have to start from zero.
0: Yeah. What do you think about that? No, I I think that's a that's a very interesting. I love how you put that. You know, starting you're starting from zero. That's a really good. You know, you can apply that to so many different scenarios in in leadership. And what it makes me think about is, you know, going back to on why you're leader in leadership in the first place. And, you know, I think leadership leaders are there to serve. So if you know, so Kai, we met for the if we meet for the first time face to face, and we shake hands, and we interact, and maybe I'm the CEO of the company, and you're, you know, frontline associated my company, then mm-hmm. I want to, if, if I have the mind to serve, that I'm serving you as a leader, then I'm going to ask you questions about you. I'm going to get to know who you are. I, you know, all of those different things in order so you could feel part of this larger team or organization, because if that's what, if that's what I want as a, as a leader. And so this whole concept of that like like you said, you know, it starts from, you know, you're starting from zero every single time. I think that is so true in, you know, in, in leadership. And in our day and age of like you said, like influencers and in and, and Facebook and and, and Instagram and, and all of the social media is we have these people that we say are are leaders, and I'm not gonna argue whether they are or not, um or in in any way like that. But what I will say is that you're not getting to know those people that are liking your 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 posts and, and all of that. But it is how do you then now serve those people if that's if you're consider yourself a leader? And what I've seen a lot of people, if you think about influencers, are getting into those comments and saying, "How can even though we're disconnected by miles of you know by miles, but we're so close by technology." is how can I begin to serve those people that are following me and liking my posts and coming from a place there so that my posts are are something that's serving the greater good, serving the the people that are uh, uh, following me. Even if I'm an influencer that's selling something, am I selling something that I would buy and use myself? You know, all of those things kind of come into play. So yeah, I love the concept of, you know, you're starting from scratch. You're starting from zero every time. I say that because I've also noticed a bunch of because I've had several
1: interactions with influencers and uh, maybe they're already established like a, a very well name for themselves. Mm-hmm. And I'll comment on something just just kind of asking a question. But there, I've been surprised by uh, how many times that I've had influencer actually respond back, but they come from a more place of ego or arrogance or something like that. I'm like, mm-hmm. wow, you just you you know you just lost you know followers and you're continuing to lose followers by acting a certain way. So I believe humility is really important for a leader. Yeah. But also, uh, so we both know a leader bears massive responsibility to his team, to his people, whoever he's leading and to himself. So what are some good ways a leader can cope with the stresses of of being, you know, holding that responsibility for others and themselves and the people that they're leading?
0: Yeah. The first thing that I will say is every leader needs to have compassion on themselves if you think about it, you know, that is a tremendous responsibility. Leaders need also, when I say have compassion on themselves, and let's just say the the leader is one, like we're talking about, like we're the conversation that we're having, they emulate a lot of the qualities that we've already been talking about. And so that leader also needs to understand that at times, you know, they need support, they need help, Mm -hmm. they need those things. And so when you when you think about that, I think that's one of the biggest things that that leaders need to focus on also is is having compassion on themselves and having a place to go. One of the things that I think is is important is to lead for leaders to surround themselves with or with other leaders as well. People that are going through those same challenges and have that type of outlet where they can have conversations about you know the ups and downs of of leadership because it's not that um because it's not something sometimes that you get from the people that you lead as much as you'll get from people that that are similarly situated as as you are and i think that's one of the biggest things that that leaders can do but then also is creating boundaries for themselves in the in the sense of you know making sure that they have this balance and so in the things that i do when, you know, if it's for my podcast, to the content that I create, all of those things, I talk about life and leadership. And the reason I did that, you know, starting out, I, you know, I was like, I'm going to just, you know, teach, I've been do- working in leadership, I've been doing this all these years, I have all these, you know, things that I can teach about leadership. But one of the things years ago, I had taken on a manager position of this, of a training team. and one of the things that started happening, they were, we were implementing all of these new things and, and had all these different projects going on. But what I noticed about myself was that, um, after a few months, I began to gain weight. I was unhappy. I was, you know, while I was performing well and getting the job done and what I would think, looking back, I was a good leader, but I was not healthy the team was healthy mm. the things that were happening the projects were going on without a hitch you know there was you know good success moving forward but one day i sat down at my desk and not to be too graphic or anything here but i sat down at my desk and i felt like this thing in my torso and i was like oh my gosh mm-hmm. wait and you know you know sometimes when you sit down and you know, if you gain some weight, then there's something there in your torso. And mm-hmm. I, I just had to, I stopped where I was like, and I'm one that would, I, I work out, I, I, I exercise, I try to eat as best, you know, as clean as I can sometimes and all of that. But I noticed I looked, I, I was gaining weight, but it was a picture also of what was going on inside. You know, I was neglecting myself. And so when I decided to say, you know, I'm going to begin to talk about leadership more on social media and all that, I said, I'm going to have to talk about life and leadership. I can't just focus on people having these great leadership skills and being able to communicate with, you know, the masses and, and do all these great leadership things if they're not also taking care of themselves. And so... That's one of the things I think is so important is that leaders also need to take care of themselves because if I am not good, I'm not going to be able to help someone else. If my mental health, my physical health is suffering, then I'm not going to be in the best place to then begin to help someone else. So I have to take care of myself as well.
1: I love that you said that.
0: Because one of the reasons why I wanted to talk
1: about the pitfalls, too, is because I believe that I see a lot of influencers and, you know, leaders, they talk about all their successes, all their, you know, all the positivity of what they do. Mm -hmm. But I rarely, very, very rarely see them talk about the failures, the, you know, the mess ups, the problems they have along the way. And I believe that's where all the real juice of everything is, because anybody following in your footsteps they're going to see that and they're going to hear you talking about it. And they're going to be like, oh man, I'm going through that right now. I'm going through that right now. He's, t- he's like, I can relate to him so much more because he's not trying to portray himself as this perfect person who never struggles, who never, you know, he just lives and breathes success every second of his life. Mm-hmm. So that's also why I want to talk about pitfalls. So I believe in those pitfalls and um, all the weaknesses, that's where people can relate more. And there's a lot more uh, of a following you can build up when talking about those things. But so with that being said, Obviously, we have all struggled with self-discipline. So, not wanting to get out of bed in the morning, yeah. not working out or going running because we don't feel like it, not sticking to that diet or completing that assignment on time, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, where does where does discipline start, and how can we better cultivate and build our self-discipline so that when we do what we say we'll do? No excuses.
0: Let me make sure i I, I want to cover. I want to make sure I cover excuses in a minute. But, you know, just okay. <laughs> no, because I think it's important when you talk about discipline, because one of the things and you've probably heard in some of my videos is that I do talk about discipline. I talk about that that is really kind of the key for growth and change is to be disciplined about whatever your goal is. You know, you're going to be more successful when you are consistent and and you know all of those things that you you have to be disciplined and i believe people need to live a a disciplined life um but the the little twist in there is that you also have to give yourself room and i say have compassion on yourself to be human you're not going to hit you're not going to hit the mark every single time but at the same time you want to push yourself to to hit those marks. That's where I believe that, you know, especially around goal setting and things like that. One of the key things to stay disciplined is to develop some routines and habits. It takes a while to um, develop, you know, those, those habits. And so if I had some type of goal, whether it was, you know, lose weight, gain weight, start a business, you know, do whatever it is, you want to think about it increment incrementally. As opposed to my go, this is this big huge goal I've got to do, and I've got to do all of this work. Well, break it down into what you need to do every day. So, if I wanted to, w- what's a goal that we could talk about? I'll give you a good example. Uh, like for example, working out is obviously a very
1: popular one. You know, some people they, you know, they're like, oh, I don't feel like it. Or mm-hmm. the morning comes, they they tell themselves the night before, okay, tomorrow I'm gonna work out. And then you know tomorrow comes and their alarm goes off and they don't want to get out of bed and they just want you know i was like ah, okay maybe i'll do it tomorrow for sure for sure tomorrow and then tomorrow comes i'm like ah, okay let me just you know i'll do it sometime for sure <laughs> yeah i'm too busy
0: right I'll, I'll start on monday <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah so like, exactly you know there's you know make like tomorrow monday um so yeah, that that's a great example. And that's actually one, one of those examples I think applies to everyone. <laughs> Not everyone starts trying to start it a does. business, but I think we've all at some point struggled with uh, working out or even wanting to work out. And, you know, so so the thing is that I think really sets you up for success and to be disciplined is that in, make it incremental rather than I'm going to go to the gym, every you know, five days a week. Okay. I'm going to go to the gym Let's say you know it's tonight, tomorrow, and so what do I need to do? What habits and routines do I need to put in 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 place? You know, one might be, let's say I'm going to go in the morning. I'm going to go in the morning before I start my day, and one of it might one of those habits might be you know having a, a good bedtime. I'm going to go to bed at ten o'clock, I'm gonna make sure I get my sleep. I'm going to get up at five a.m. and but you know what is and and develop that as a habit. So going to bed getting up and then getting to the gym and you just commit to that. You know, you, you commit to those incremental things. And, and that's one of the things, whether you're talking about a big organizational goal, a big personal goal that you have, when you break it down like that and, and say, and make it really simple. I'm going to, you know, go to bed, get up at five, head to the gym. And you can get even more complex with that as far as like I'm going to lay my clothes out and all those kinds of things, but I think the more m- why people get overwhelmed with goals that they have a lot of times is because they they focus on the big end goal I want to lose twenty pounds, I want to gain muscle in a six pack, and you forget that that happens incrementally over time as opposed to overnight, and so you have to make daily decisions in order to become disciplined and, and the thing is uh, even about excuses when I, I i do this personally but even when i work with people is it, you know other thing about you know excuses but sometimes excuses are explanations they're not you know you you say okay this is why it didn't happen i didn't make it to the gym in the morning because i didn't go to bed on time now you know what your problem is so you fix the mm. problem that's a great one right there that you just said and knowing
1: what the problem is okay oh, yeah and do you, do you think people should kind of, let's say starting from, from the bottom, do you think it's more important for people to, to just kind of make those small little goals? Not, not like, you know, like you said, like get a six pack and abs and all that stuff, mm-hmm. but like maybe, Hey, I can, you know, walk, I can walk one mile, you know, every, uh, like two three days out of the week, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I can go to the gym once a week. I could go, you know, I could do this. So I feel like the more that you can start those small little goals and the more you can actually stick with those small little goals, you start developing more self-confidence. You start trusting yourself yeah. more because you start doing what you say you will do. Yeah, no, you're,
0: so, yeah you're right on right there. Absolutely.
1: So let, let's get some practical advice. So to someone who wakes up and says, man, I'm tired of this life. I hate my job. I'm not making what I want. I don't like my relationship. How does that person go from that point to having a more fulfilling and more happy life?
0: Yeah, you 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 talked about earlier kind of being people being authentic and transparent. So I'm gonna be transparent with you. I have been there. <laughs> so okay. at, at different points in my life, to be honest with you, I you know, in, in my life and career, you know, I started my career as a teacher, and you know, I had a, a kind of a, a that that point there. I've worked in in the organizations had had that had that different point happen. You know, different times. And where I started was really thinking about what do I want? And people don't, sometimes it's underestimated the power of your own desire. Because a lot of times we try to live up to the expectations that society or other people or our family or someone else sets for us. And a lot of times that ends up, us being, you know, sometimes we get at that point that you were talking about where we're questioning everything in life, because we've tried to live up to that standard. Sometimes we get there because sometimes, let's say a season of our life ends. And sometimes that season of life is, you know, working at this job, doing this type of work, doing, you know, this specific type of thing. So now that season ends and something in us is saying, There's something greater for you out there. And so that uneasiness is a time to change. So when you find yourself at a point where you're saying, I'm at a point in my life where now it's time to change, it's time to grow, it's time to do something maybe even different or enhance what I'm doing. I I think sometimes, especially in our fast paced world, it's time to be still and listen. Sometimes be still and listen to... The, vo- the voice inside you, you know, listen to that 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 still small voice inside you and, and really ask yourself the question of what do I want to do? what is what is truly my my desire in in life because that's where it's going to to start and I mean you know it's not as it's it's sometimes to that question of what do you already want to be in five years, but it's asking yourself the question, what do I want? Because that uneasiness is there for some reason. And whatever that reason there, you're going to find it, you're going to find it in your in yourself. And so you know, from from some aspect, you know, I think of it as it's something that's almost like God speaking to you and saying, this is a point for change, this is a point for growth. And you got to get still and listen to yourself on, on on what that is. Because sometimes we get so busy doing everything that we actually miss life and it passes us by. So, Would you say that another good question to ask also beside what
1: do I want is what do I not want? Because I, I feel like a lot of people can easily say that as well, like mm-hmm. a lot more easily than if they, even if they don't know what they really want. Yeah, they I for sure can bet that they know what they don't want. You know, I don't want this. I don't want this life. I don't want to, you know, this weight on me that's just not coming off. Yeah. I don't want you know what it whatever it is, I think they could say that more, so I think that would be also a good point to start at. uh do you think so or no?
0: No, no, I think you're absolutely right, and actually um that is i think that's a big thing too I, that's the that's the other side of that step is what do I want? what don't I want? i don't in a year, I don't want to be in the same position that I am now, you know mm. in a you know, and so so if i'm someone's in that spot where they're questioning everything. I want to be, I want to have a new job. I don't want to do the current type of job that I'm doing now. And what I don't want (laughs) is to be in the same role next year. Because when you answer that question, then you're asking, then you're getting to a point where you're thinking about, then what do I, how do I now begin to move forward? And then you begin to plan and set goals and do all those things. But it opens up when you ask yourself those really uh, powerful questions you're saying a lot of good things here man but uh so what are some
1: common obstacles people will face in develop developing themselves to living a better life so for example let's say that person who is starting from zero they they've determined what they wanted you know they say i want this life i want this i want this, this is exactly how i want this is how my life looks if i'm happy and fulfilled
0: mm-hmm. so
1: what are some common obstacles like like for example um. Obviously, the pull of the old, you know, your your old environment, mm-hmm. whoever your friends were, they're going to keep pulling you back to that same old environment. Some of your family even is going to pull you back. Those are two massive obstacles you're going to have to face yeah. to overcome, you know, that situation. Uh, what other obstacles are pretty common in getting past that, you know, to where they can actually move forward and, you know, they can know what they're going to go through before they start going through it to move forward
0: in life? Yeah, I think the, the a lot of things that people struggle with is, and I'll combine this is kind of really two things, but confidence that they can have what's that that next level of life is. You know, often people see, you know, the, let's say they see they see you doing great things in life, and they say, well, maybe I can never do that. I can never do something something like that, and they don't see that within themselves the greatness in themselves, and so it, it's sometimes that that level of self confidence and saying that's where clinging on to and i would just say the old life or the what they don't want is so appealing because they're actually afraid of what what's next or what's new it's uncharted territory something you've never done before and because the question there is sometimes when you want something great in great in life it it's going to cause you to evolve into and when I say another person, I'm saying someone that's maybe more disciplined, someone that's maybe more bold, someone that's, you know, maybe a little less afraid to do, you know, put themselves out there or or those things. It causes you to evolve into that. And so sometimes people are afraid of that growth. And, and, and one of the things that I know helps me a lot is that sometimes you have to just do it afraid. You have to do it and, you know with with all of the 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 fear and, and doubt i remember when i started putting um content online is you know hitting hitting that post button after you you <laughs> yeah. record a video and <laughs> you hit that post button yeah. was one of the most terrifying things in the world and it was like well what have i done what have i done with myself <laughs> people are going to see me people are going to say something about me people are going to you know talk about me i maybe I I slurred my words, I I stuttered, I I did something I look funny on camera and we fear what we see out there. And so we get so reluctant sometimes to to actually step out because we don't want to hit we don't we we don't want to hit post on that video or or anything. We want to say, okay, I'm safe here with, you know, some pictures or or something and i'm using social media as an example but that could go for anything in life sometimes we just don't want to hit post on that video that exposes who we are or exposes our dream exposes who you know what we want to do and that you can apply that to you know i want to go to school i want to start a business well what if i fail well you know you may or may not fail but if you don't try you'll never know a lot of this sounds like it's really a fear of
1: judgment right like fear of what other people think what other people will say so uh, how did you get over that fear of judgment obviously there's bravery to it right there's courage and bravery it's like okay i'm just gonna do this anyway because i i know what i'm doing i know where i want to go i know i have good content here what i'm saying you know and i want to promote it more so i have to do this is that kind of your thought process or was it more of just like (laughs) what was it like exactly (laughs) yeah getting rid of that fear of judgment
0: (laughs) yeah it's getting to the point and you know again for me personally, it's, it it was kind of having the thought process of, I just don't, I, I, it's first of all thinking of, you know, what are people going to say? And and then realizing who are people, who are these people that are going to say something? And, Mm. you know, and, and having, you know, who are these, these friends or or family members or whomever? I mean, because they're either, if they are talking about you, they're, you know, already talking about what you're doing or not doing. They're, they're, you know, all of those kinds of things kind of come into play there. And in some cases, they're not even talking about you. They're not even looking at you. And so at the end of the day, what helped me overcome this whole idea of being criticized, or getting even negative feedback is, one, I had to be true to myself and do what I felt I needed to do what I felt called to do. Uh, that was kind of that a piece of of strength of of strength there, but also it's just getting to that point of you know i don't care <laughs> you know right. i and i and i don't i hate to make that sound so simple but um but but that's that's really it a lot of times is that are those people these imaginary people out there adding anything to your life right now? what are they adding to your life? What are they, you know, how are they helping and supporting you? Because I often hear people say, well, you know, well, you know, I won't have the support of my family. I won't have the support of of this. And I'm not, you know, endorsing like craziness, (laughs) but at the same time, I am saying that, you know, if someone has a dream, a desire that they have, I say, you know, go out there and begin to, you know, fulfill it. And you can't care about what people think because you're not going to do anything great by waiting for permission. Because I lived a long portion of my life, I was that good kid in school that waited, on I, you know, permission, which that's good for all the kids listening, you want to be good in school. But that translated into life as well, where you asked for permission. And so I got to the point where I stopped asking for permission. And, you know, to to live the life that I felt God put me on this earth to live. And so when you get to that point, then you are more bold and you take more chances to, to, to be exactly who you are. You know, that's something I think should be talked about a lot more in, you know,
1: any field because, mm-hmm. you know, fear of judgment. I feel like anybody who has actually gone and strided towards a goal, something they really wanted to do or become, they've all had to go through that fear of judgment, you know, from when they first started. And it's kind of growing a resilience to that. Like you said, growing to become that person's like, I-, I don't care. But not not in the sense of like, you don't really care but Like you can accept critical feedback when you see it, and criticism. Mm-hmm. But in the sense of it's it just, you, you've you grown strong enough to not be bothered by people's hateful comments. And, you know, obviously you can delineate when that happens. You know, yeah, someone's absolutely. just trying to be mean to you or be rude. Yeah. So another thing that it helped me was uh, something I call conditioning my mind for success. So mm-hmm. when I was 18, something I did uh, which I actually like doing and I still do it to this day actually just because I enjoy you know doing it but I had lived in a certain type of house yeah and it wasn't extravagant it wasn't luxurious or anything like that but I drove in my little Toyota Camry to to a lot of the nicer neighborhoods and I I would sometimes sit there at the park and I would just look at these nice houses I would go into these homes that have like you know like million dollar homes sometimes whatever it was and I would just imagine myself in those you know, I sit down on the couches. I would just imagine myself in that, and that did a lot for me alone because mm-hmm. it started like conditioning my mind to saying, "Hey, I could, you know, have something better," while also uh, obviously filling my mind with like a bunch of uh, positivity because I didn't grow up around a lot of positivity, and I don't really right. know a lot of people who who have that, you know, positive environment. Like, hey, you can do it. Keep going! Don't give up. I don't know a lot of people that grow up in that type of environment. Mm-hmm. So, well, other than that. What about the people who feel like they're stuck in a rut? And we'll wrap it up with this, and we'll start closing. Yeah. Um, so let's say someone is on their way to you know they have their goal written down, they're doing it, you know they made progress, but then they feel like, okay, I'm stuck in a rut right now. What do I do next? What is my next move? I'm not feeling motivated right now. Where do I go? What about those people?
0: Yeah, that's a that's a great question. Is and and the thing is, you know, I, I'll just share with you too. I'm I'm right there with you. I've, I did some of those same things. Go look at big expensive houses that you can't afford <laughs> you know <Right. laughs> I, I remember one time i was disappointed and we have uh here in the Houston area the Galleria and it's like the upscale yes. yeah you're yeah you know what i'm talking about and you go in in one of the entrances and the um Armani store is right to your right and i went in there you know and if you go into an Armani store there's you know you know 500 dollar t-shirts and um, yeah I went in there and I felt like like I can, and I was really disappointed. I had a really, I had a setback, and it wasn't about being able to buy that. And it wasn't about a monetary thing, but it was like I want to be able to have the choice to do that, and it it opened up my um horizons. But one of the things that when when I feel stuck, it's kind of the same thing that I talked about earlier, is that you have to have the your a vision of the future. You want to think about what do i what do i how do i see myself in the future what do i want in 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 the future because when you get discouraged it kind of it kind of sits on you and you know one of the things is that when you are discouraged is really kind of thinking about what even what i'm learning what am i learning in this process you know because r- what i think about is that you have a response you have the responsibility and the power to create your own future, and it's by what you do today. Right. But oftentimes we get discouraged. So how do we do that? And one of one of the things that gets us discouraged is that when we experience failure, we experience setback. We begin to tell ourselves this story in our head that I'm not good enough. I am, you know, because when you're in the rut, this is what you're this is what you're telling yourself. I'm not good enough. I'll never succeed. No one's going to listen to me. No one's going to give me an opportunity. I can't get that job. I'll never lose the 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 weight. We begin to tell us tell ourselves this story. And what I always advise people to do is begin to reframe that story. You know, they may have told me no, but I'm going to keep working because someone's going to say, yes, change the story. I know that i'm i i'm today I'm twenty pounds overweight in x amount of days I will not <laughs> I will not be so beginning so we because if you can't see yourself there, you're not gonna be able to get there if you can't see the finish line if you can't see yourself getting there, you're not gonna put in the work to be able to uh get there and but it starts with you just really kind of reframing that 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 story. That you're that you're telling yourself you, you need to reframe it put it in a place where you can say i i, I know i'm experiencing this right now but this is where i want to be and what i want to do in the future i
1: love that man so with that being said you're also a speaker as well correct yes so when can we expect you? Obviously, I, I don't believe the rest of this year will probably be, uh, you know, not there for you, but um, do you have a projected time of when we can actually hear you speaking again and, you know, doing events and stuff?
0: Man, <laughs> well, I've enjoyed talking to you. I will say that. And I am working yeah. on that right now, to be honest with you. Um, that is one of the things that that I, I'm i really ready to to get back to doing is is getting out there. Um, one of the things that I'm finding is that there, people are getting really creative and, you know, doing some online uh, things as well as social distance e- events and different things like that. And so, yeah, I'm I'm looking early part of next year to get really get back out there and, you know, work with different audiences, because really, you know, that's one of the things that I love is being around people, because, it, you know, you and I talking here, we can't see the people that are hearing this. And so you don't get to he- feel the you don't get to see the light go on in their head and that's one of the things i love about about yeah. doing that you know about oh i heard that point i i get it um you don't see you, you don't get to see that and that's one of the things i enjoy so i'm really ready to get back to doing that <laughs> all right
1: awesome and you also have a podcast i believe it's called the orson well show is that correct yeah, or is it, the orson
0: Welles it is the orson well show it is about life and leadership like i talked about and um most often there's diff- there's uh, weekly episodes and a lot of the, the episodes are me talking about a topic. So even some of the things that we talked about tonight, there's more detail there that, um, or I might even have a story or different things uh, it wrapped up in there. And then also um, in the next few weeks, I'll be having some really great guests coming on. Uh, so that's going to be, that's going to be something coming up there for the the Orson Welles show. Awesome, man. So where can people find you at? on f- social media on social media i'm the orson wells you can find me on uh instagram and mostly on instagram facebook and of course linkedin especially for you leaders out there i share i share a, a little bit more leadership content on uh linkedin and um and then also my website the awesome any any last words orson no i would just say you know i love your your podcast thank you for ha- having me and um you know, in, in, in my podcast, I always talk about being exceptional and, and I would say, you know, w- with you working with, with you is just be exceptionally unleashed, <laughs> go out there, you know, <laughs> those of you, you know, listening to this podcast, we've covered a lot of topics, really got down into to leadership, but then also if you've got a dream, you've got a desire, you know, there's, it, it's on, it's, it's on you and you can do it. So, you know, for, you know, go out there, be exceptionally unleashed. I love that, man. Thank you very much, Orson, for coming on.
1: And uh, for everybody else listening, thank you for listening. Check out my other episodes. And if you want to learn more about leadership, how to have a better life, or anything along those lines, follow this guy. Check out his podcast. He has a lot of awesome content. I already checked it out myself. And uh, thanks again. Take care, everybody.